0: The following message is from Bear Creek Church. More information about BCC is available at bearcreekchurch.org. Well, we have a, a lot to be thankful for, a lot to appreciate uh, this time of year. Uh, what a wonderful service. What a wonderful tradition that we have uh, to enjoy and to celebrate in a variety of ways. We, we decorate to express that this is something special. Maybe we even dress up a little bit and uh, decorate ourselves to uh, communicate the same thing. And in doing so, we're acting like little creators, reflecting the beauty of our ultimate creator, beauty that comes from God. And so being artistic, making things look beautiful. Decorating for this season is a joyful experience or expression of what we are celebrating. So decorations, they are an expression of beauty. And God is the ultimate source of beauty. He is our ultimate satisfaction. And this explains why it makes us happy when we, when we see something beautiful. After all, when you go on vacation, where do you tend to go? You tend to go to places that you can take in the beauty and appreciate God's creativity. So this time of year is also about giving. Being creative in the gifts that you make or purchase with the hope that it's going to make someone happy. And shouldn't we be generous? and desire the happiness of others through giving especially this time of year and once again isn't this just another imitation of the one who's so graciously given to us so we imitate we imitate through creating beauty through giving gifts being made in god's image also means that we that we're relational and so being connected as a church family gathering which is what we do at christmas time whether it be here or with your family and friends we are relational it's a it's an imitation that of god that ultimately leads to joy god is god is relational god is relational in his own nature he is Eternally, three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, enjoying each other in the Godhead prior to ever creating anything. In eternity past, God enjoyed himself through within the Godhead. So a, our, a loving relationship, when you think about it, it requires um, an object. Or one to love. It requires someone to love and God perfectly loved within the Godhead. And since He is love, He couldn't help but overflow in creation, not because He needed us, but because He chose to love us. As those made in the image of God, we are relational. And loving others is also a matter of our joy. So I'm just thinking of these things of why we decorate, the enjoyment we get from decorating, why we give as a reflection of who God is, why we gather, why we enjoy family and friends and especially church family. So, of course, Christmas traditions will involve these things. They're going to involve decorating and giving gifts and gathering together. It's all a part of who we were made to be. And at a time so significant as this, it's a right response of joy. Recently I heard that Charles Spurgeon, the great 19th century English preacher, that he loved Christmas. He loved Christmas so much that he once said, I wish it came six times a year because of the generosity of giving. God forbid me that I would Not stop a smile, he said. Apparently, he really, really loved Christmas because another time, he said, I wish there were ten or a dozen Christmas days in a year. Appreciating the times when, he said, laboring people could rest. (laughs) Once again, Spurgeon said, I wish there were twenty Christmas days in the year for it was seldom that young men can meet with their friends and distant relatives could be united as happy families. Indeed, Christmas was one of England's brightest days, the great Sabbath of the year and a sacred family institution. And finally, even more than 20 days, he encouraged people to celebrate Christ's birth all year round. Remembering that in a spiritual sense, he is born every day of every year in the hearts of those whom he saves. And so Christmas is about a birth, the incarnation. God the Father gave his only son to become a man. He was born and given the name Jesus, which means the Lord saves. And God's purpose is clear. Jesus came to live and to die as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. His life is birthed in all who repent of their sins and look to God's only Son for the gift of grace and forgiveness. The incarnation, the coming of Jesus who was born, He is the reason for our gladness. And I imagine we will... Think about it. Do you think we'll celebrate this on into eternity? I do. I think we'll celebrate this forever. For what and who we celebrate is without limit. It's inexhaustible. It's worth meditating on. So let's do that. Let's. I want to consider what a few people have said concerning this day. Tim Keller wrote that a God who was only holy would not have come down to us in Jesus Christ. He would have simply demanded that we pull ourselves together, that we be moral and holy enough to merit a relationship with him. Also, a a deity that was, if he was only an All accepting God of love would not have needed to come to earth either. This God of the modern imagination would have just overlooked sin and evil and embraced us. Neither the God of moralism nor the God of relativism would have bothered with Christmas. When we meditate on what this means, we think of why God sent. Here's what Randy Alcorn said. The baby born in Bethlehem was creator of the universe. He pitched his tent on the humble camping ground of our little planet. God's glory now dwelt in Christ. He was the holy of holies. People had only to look at Jesus to see God. I love what Ann Voskamp wrote. She said, So God throws open the door of this world and enters as a baby, as the most vulnerable imaginable because he wants unimaginable intimacy with you. What religion ever had a God that wanted such intimacy with us that he came with such vulnerability to us? What God ever came so tender that we could touch him, so fragile that we could break him, so vulnerable that his bare beating heart could be hurt. Only the one who loves you to death. Or C.S. Lewis, once in our world a stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. This is a magnificent day time of year. We should marvel. We should be amazed forever. This is no ordinary day. It's the central event in all of human history. This is why we gather. And our meditation should also ask why. Corey ten Boom wrote that if Jesus were born 1,000 times in Bethlehem and not in me, then I would still be lost. Why? He was born with salvation in mind. So be amazed at his grace and give God the glory he deserves. This is our aim each Christmas Eve. It's such a fun and joyous celebration to see the kids, to sing these songs, to recall redemptive history. It's our aim each time to give God the glory that he deserves, to take joy in in our gathering as a family with Jesus at the center, to joyfully respond through the beauty of decorations, through singing, through giving, through telling the story of redemption. It's a long story. From Genesis to the fulfillment of God's promise, in the birth of Jesus, and through Scripture and song, this is what we've done tonight. We've remembered, we've celebrated what we will celebrate for all eternity. We've remembered that our story began with Adam and Eve in the garden and with man's first sin. Sin which began with Adam and became the guilt of all mankind, sin which brought darkness and death, sin which corrupted the beauty of God's creation, bringing ugliness even, and especially in the hearts of mankind, sin which ruined the good and beautiful relationship once enjoyed between God and man. This is the beginning of the story. God is holy, he is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And the darkness of man's sin separated all of us from God. Mankind made in the image of God, made for the enjoyment of God, for his glory. We were, we were blinded by sin. We couldn't see. We were in the dark. And the hero of this story, our story, it's not us. It's not mankind climbing his way back to God. It's not mankind desiring God, desiring even the light. But man is described in his history as not seeking after God. No, not a single one. Man is described as actually preferring the dark thinking that he can hide from God, loving the darkness because man in his selfish pride doesn't want to be exposed by the holiness of God's light. So in this story, the ultimate story of of each person throughout all of human history, we're the ones who are stuck. We're the ones rebelling and hiding in the dark. And we remember and celebrate Christmas because the only hero is God, God who is light, God who promised and who in the fullness of time kept his promise by sending his only son to be born in a Bethlehem manger. But even then, even as God the Son humbled himself, becoming flesh and dwelling among us, even though our creator entered into his own creation, we were blind. Not just in the dark, we were blind. We, we did not know him. We could not see the light of Jesus. In essence, we were like that man who was born blind that we read about in the Gospels. A man who didn't know what it was to see who didn't even know to cry out for help. It's Jesus. It's Jesus who stopped and had pity and healed us. God is the hero. He sent his son into a dark world, and he promises that the darkness will not and cannot overcome the light. In telling this story, God uses contrasts. He uses darkness and light, sin and holiness, nothing, and then creation, creation of the world where God spoke into a dark void and said, let there be light. And likewise, this is us. This is the description of our own darkness, our, our own sinful hearts. We were in need of a hero, a savior, and God said, let there be light. Let light shine out of darkness. And in doing so, he's shown, he's done a work of creation in our hearts to give beauty, to give the light of the knowledge of his glory in Jesus. So God is the hero of this story. And when the hero saves, the people should rejoice. We should celebrate. We should tell the story to everyone. The light has come. He came over 2,000 years ago on on a very special night. And with the angels, let's tell the story. Let's... celebrate by singing of his birth.